gonna be alright when I get home we gonna smoke some fire together yeah it's gonna be alright on Wake and Bake Whippy Mo good morning good morning I know I said we weren't gonna have a show this morning that's what I said I put out a nice classy letter this morning, lady of the house, and I said we would be practicing, trying to get our sound right, and how I was so disappointed that the sound's been off for the last few weeks. So it's it's good to be here. I know I said I wouldn't, but you'll be okay. Lady of the house, how you feel? Good morning. How you doing? You doing all right? We're we checking the sound. You looking? Oh, you looking at somebody else. Who's this man? Huh? Who's this gentleman? All right. A TikToker who's married. <laughs> Geronimo. Oh, I got the I got the shit on my face. Lord, y'all ain't tell me I was out here crusty. Lord of mercy. You got the, <laughs> the crusty lip. I got the crusty lip. You talking to the people, sweetheart? Yeah. You got a tan. I'm using your butter. Why you using my butter? I, can't find I my told you butter. yours is on the couch right oh, here. Right behind me, the butter on the you couch don't behind me. Huh? You don't listen. Oh, listen. No. Good morning. She's your queen to be. Fire and desire. How we feeling? Make sure y'all say good morning to the lady of the house. Don't make me, don't make me come to Nashville, Geronimo. All right. Or where you at in Charlotte? Huh? Good morning. Well, don't make me come over there. All right. Good morning, little hustler. Rochelle. Good morning. Who else we got in the building? The lady of the house over the shoulder. Uh-oh. I'm Kayla. Kayla, what's popping? What's up, Kayla? Kayla has one of my favorite quotes that I like to give people when it comes time to uh, negotiate, um, Negotiate creative services. Ideas hurt. Mm. So you're going to pay me for them. Mm. And I ain't talking reparations, baby. I want my money out front. Uh, good morning. Make sure we say good morning to the lady at the house. I will get violent. <laughs> Can y'all hear everybody? Everything sound good? Good morning. What, you don't like, you don't like my threats of violence? I can't be violent no more. Why you want to be so violent? I choose violence. My man, um, my man Quincy. All right. You know, I can't, I can't raise my eyebrow naturally. My man Quincy says, uh, he sent me a research paper from one of the agitators, early agitators of the San Francisco, uh, queer liberation movement. Okay. Um, and in this, in this paper, there is a, uh, there is a comparison that's drawn is like, who's more, um, okay. Family is all inclusive. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I want specifics though. <laughs> I want specifics. Okay. Good morning to the lady in the house and her only fuck me. Anyway. Um, uh, I'm gonna quote. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna fuck up this 
this microcosm of the story very much so. But basically, there was a comparison made between two people who said, who's more active in liberation? Is it the person who's standing, is it the cis hetero person who's standing uh, in a marching line downtown? Or is it the, or is it the queer trans person throwing bricks in high heels at the cops knowing that their life don't matter? Who's choosing liberation? Who's choosing violence? Who's choosing uh, true authentic revolution? So when you say like, when people say they wake up and they choose violence, to me that's like, if reformation, if reformation is indicative of rebellion, then violence is indicative of revolution. So if people are choosing, if people are choosing violence, that means they're trying to tear down systems. They're not trying to appease and fight for their equity or for their part in a system. They're trying to tear down systems. Mm, not always. I'm talking, well, it depends on what fuels your violence. Wait, think what? about Think about like mass shootings. Those aren't, I don't think those are trying to tear down systems necessarily. Those are just people being violent and destructive. Well, I wasn't talking about general violence. I was oh, talking about... Oh. I thought you were talking about the violence we violence. choose towards liberation. That's what I was okay. talking about. Okay. But in, in terms of what you were talking about, no, violence is not always benevolent. Yeah. It's not always a beautiful thing, but if, I don't feel like I was generalizing in that sense, but thank you for catching me on it. Okay. Good morning. Good morning, Owen. What's up, man? Um, so, I mean, that's just, that's what I, when I hear people, when you say wake up and choose violence, to me, it's an act of liberation. Um, I mean, and in in some sense, this is going to be a very dark turn, but like, is shooting up a school, isn't that like a free act? It's a free act, but like, what are you trying to be liberated from, especially when you are... <laughs> liberated from bullies, liberated from oppression, marginalization, the, the strictness of K-12 education. Of course, this is not the right answer, but like, you know, somebody wakes up and choose violence. Uh, uh, Geronimo says there's definitely a fine line between reformation and revolution. I you know what's crazy? Fine line? Maybe the TV just cut off. I hate this TV. What? Why would it ever just turn <laughs> the TV off? The TV just don't care no more. It's the, it that doesn't like, make sense. The TV stays on by itself all day. All day. <laughs> TV stay on all by itself all day as soon as we trying to airplay some shit so we can have a quality show and everybody can see the comments. No. Fuck that. Do I need to... Good morning. Was that Owen? Yeah. Yeah. He better say something. You know I'm going to see him <laughs> on Sunday. Now I'm playing Owen. You know I'm not going to hit you. What? Where am I? <laughs> um, that's not what I wanted. That's not... Well, it's off the top Thursday. It's off the top Thursday. I did have some more videos that I wanted to show you regarding my uh, Paul Robeson Negroes of the Week. There's one video in particular that I just couldn't find. There was an individual, there was a, a black woman on British TV who was, I think she was reading Piers Morgan, in which I had to say. Lady of the House, you know this, the 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 the, the true Wake and Bake with Bebo Nice, y'all know this. On Saturdays, I watched Karen's Going Wild. And as much as I like to see white women acting crazy in public when they know they're wrong, you know what I love to see more? What? The destruction of white men. Woo! Woo! Did you see what happened to, you know, Piers Morgan? Did yeah. you see what happened to Piers Morgan? The, the black people? 
And then he walked off his own show and quit. Oh, oh he quit. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Hold on. Let me see if I can get. Let me see if I can get the. Let's see if I can get the the video clip because I already had it downloaded. Let's see if we can. Lady, how hook us up? You hook us up? <laughs> Am I okay? We just gonna add the video to the queue. I'm about to airdrop it over there. Put it in. Uh, put it in the top left corner so everybody can see my face in the video at the same time. So you can use one of those cam settings. Good morning, Janelle. Good morning. Good morning. Well, I have it. Um, I have it so that the the it's most recent at the top of download. So you just take the top one. Changed up the formatting a little bit. Good morning, everybody. Excuse my olive pants. No, so just go down to go down to scenes. Pick one of the scenes that you're gonna take that. Not the camp scene. There you go. Um, you see where it says you could use that one if you want to use that as a reference. Um, but I love, excuse me, y'all. We're trying to do uh trying to do live production right here, but I love to see the destruction of white man. Ooh, oh, uh, Rochelle says no one white man's like an entitled white man and British white men are the OGs of entitlement. Ooh, yes. Pierce Morgan, to watch him get tear, torn down, we're going to watch the video uh, uh, of, of, of this young man uh, in Britain uh, um, as the final straw of Pierce Morgan. Um, it should come up at the top. You know, it takes a second. Give it a second. Um, destruction of Pierce Morgan is beautiful, so we're gonna watch the video here in a second. As soon as it, as soon as it comes up, and then we gonna continue to talk about it. what else you got though. What else is on the? Anything else on the uh, on the lipstick alleys? Anything else on the on the blogs? What's up? Mm. It popped up. Mm. No, you can you can just double click it. It'll be all right. Excuse me for a second, y'all. Just make sure we can get this video. For you real fast. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Make sure y'all saying good morning to the lady at the house. Don't be rude out here. Excuse my silence while we're trying to get this thing here together. Good morning. All right, let's see if this works. Um boom. They 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 have had an overwhelming work. amount of negative press. This is, um, I can't remember my man's name, but this you know, is I, I the video the of Pierce yesterday. Morgan throwing a hissy and fit. Yes, they had some great press around the wedding, but what press is going to trash someone's special day? There was bad press around uh, the engagement, before the engagement, and everything that has followed since mm. has been incredibly damaging, quite clearly, to... Meghan's mental health and also to Harry. And, 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 and I hear Pierce say that, you know, William has gone through the, the, the same thing. But do you know what? 
siblings experience tragedy in their life and one will be absolutely fine and brush it off and the other will not be able to deal with it so strongly. And that's clearly what has happened with Prince Harry in this situation. He walked behind his mother's coffin at a tender, tender age in front of the globe. That is going to shape a young boy Again, we're watching the, the destruction of, of Piers Morgan. So I think that we need to all take a step back. Mm. And I understand that you don't like Meghan Markle. You've made it so clear a number of times on this programme, a number of times. And I understand that you've got a personal relationship with Meghan Markle or had one, and she cut you off. She's entitled to cut you off if she wants to. Has she said anything about you since she cut you off? I don't think she has, but yet you continue to trash her. OK, I'm done with this. No, no, no. Sorry, no. Oh, Sorry. Do you know what? That's pathetic. You can trash me, maybe not my no, own No, 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 no. See I'm, you later. I'm being... Sorry, can't this do this. This is absolutely diabolical behaviour. You... He, I'm sorry, but Pierce spouts off on a regular basis and we all have to sit there. <laughs> I love to see white men act like bitches. <laughs> you see how his bitch ass just walk away. <laughs> that was the polite. First off, I feel like the, the young gentleman who was just reading him fulfilled just now, I feel like that was the last straw. Right, because there have been there have been plenty of examples happening over the week that have just proved to see how how soft this nigga Pierce Morgan is. Oh my goodness, mm -mm 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 -mm. beautiful, how beautiful! Uh, white folk love to have them tantrums, and it's so entertaining. It's so entertaining. I watched Sharon Osbourne have one the other day, <laughs> trying to um trying to explain the funny thing about the Sharon Osbourne one. She was telling what's uh Sherry Shepard is that her name? Yeah. Is it Sherry? Yeah, Sherry Shepard. Okay. She was telling <laughs> Sherry Shepard while crying to not cry over racism. While she was defending Piers Morgan uh, uh, with the Osborne lady. What's her name? Sharon. Sharon Osborne. There's too many yes's going on. Sharon was crying or Sherry? Sharon was crying <laughs> while defending Piers Morgan and told Sherry Shepard. Don't you be crying about racism over there. What? While the lady was sitting there crying. Oh, look who done joined us back. Honey, oh. girl. It was Lonnie Love? Is her name Lonnie Love? Those are two different people. Sherry Shepard and Lonnie Love, two different people? Yes. Do they look alike, though? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you said, are you telling me that I have been, there have been two people who look like Sherry Shepard, and one of them is Lonnie Love, and I've been calling them both Sherry Shepard? <laughs> They're on two different shows. Lonnie Love is on, what is it, The Real? Yeah. And Sherry Shepard is on The Talk? Or she was on The Talk. I don't know if she still is. <laughs> <laughs> you telling me Kylie Jenner's a white woman and there are two Sherry Shepherds? Is that what you just said to me just now? Pretty much. Oh my goodness. There's two Kim Whitley's. You know what I'm talking about. No. Jack A. Jack A. Harry. Yeah. And Kim. Is it Kim Whitley? Or Kim, Kim Coles? No. You know who I'm talking about. What? I gotta pull the picture. Uh, what are we saying? <laughs> that was the uh, two two Owen's heart. This was the most gentle and polite read that I've ever heard. 
Um, <laughs> Sav says stuffing a joint with an exacto knife, <laughs> cutting edge. Come on, <laughs> I was solid. <coughs> mm, we'll spark this blunt, shall we? What else we got going on in? Yeah, okay, so you showing me the difference between Jerry Shepard and Lonnie Love? Oh wait, I yeah, show me, show me the source first, <laughs> okay, okay? okay? You okay? Anyway, but yeah, that was the. Uh, what's up? What's up, Quincy? We were just talking about you, player. If you could. I don't know if you can fit it in the comments, but we were talking about uh, 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 choosing violence and we chose, and I used the uh, the paper that you sent me about the dichotomy between uh, people marching and the, pers- and, and the queer person in front of the cop throwing bricks, who's choosing violence and liberation, right? So if you can, I don't know if you could throw a link in as that happened, but we got sources, goddammit. I don't be making this shit up. <laughs> shit. I said, oh, okay. Lonnie Love and Sherry Shepard. Okay. In the house yeah. news, while the lady is bringing that up, we bought us a PlayStation 2. <laughs> she didn't die, That's did it. She? Who? Jack A. Harry. What? I typed in her name and said she died. She didn't die. They need to stop. You, <laughs> you got to be focused. Uh, <laughs> Lonnie Love and him, Sherry Shepard. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is Lonnie Love. Oh, no. This was definitely Sherry Shepard I was talking about. Okay. I know Cheryl Shepard when I know Cheryl. her. <laughs> That was definitely Sherry. Sherry Shepard is the joint that's on the... Um, the talk. Uh, is that the one with Sharon Osbourne? Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Now, this... <laughs> this is Jack A. Harry. That's Jack A. Harry, okay. And this is Kate uh, Whitley. Oh. Right? I know the difference, because Jack A. is... Wait. Are they both horny? No. Kim Whitley is the horny one. Jack A. is the one... Wait, the are they... The horny one, right? Which one is the one that was... One of them's always talking about like how they gonna get you. I think it's this one. And I feel like it's Kim Whitley. I think it's Kim Whitley. What's up, Truck? What's up, Big Dog? What's up, 80 Shots? Good morning. 81 is the next magazine, baby. Hmm? And can I get a spread? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I tell you about the uh Cheryl Underwood, not Cheryl. <laughs> Cheryl. <laughs> Where did you get? Ah! <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay. okay, and Sam okay. says Kim definitely the horny one. Okay, for sure. Okay, for sure. but Cheryl Underwood does look like she looks like one of them. I don't know which Cheryl, one. Uh, Cheryl Underwood is the combination of both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, dog. <laughs> You really are. Felicia, you the worst. <laughs> I am. I am the absolute worst with names, bro. The absolute worst, man. Oh my goodness. What were we talking about? Though? I forgot what we were talking about. Were we talking about the queen or the princess still? Hey, look. All right. Let me. Uh, let me. Oh, Saint. Good morning, Saint. How you doing, player? <laughs> Good morning. You see, my man Saint got the two hand sip on the oh, on yeah. the cereal bowl. That's a grown man. Right. What's the youngest you can get a union contract? (laughs) It used to be eight. Sign my man up. Sign my man up. She said he in there laughing just because. That's all right. That's all right. That's hilarious, though. Right. Cheryl Underwood. Sherry Shepard. So it's not Cheryl Shepard? No. Cheryl Underwood and Sherry Shepard. They're not sisters. <laughs> sisters by first name. They had the same daddy. <laughs> Sherrod. They got the same daddy. So no. What's his last name? 
uh, <laughs> Linfield <laughs> or Chestnut. All right. Um, anyway. Earth Day is the next release. That's what 80 Shots say. Earth Day? Shit, hell yeah. Oh, that's what I was about to tell you. I, I um, I was trying to hire a publicist. We had this conversation. I don't know if yeah. I had this conversation with the people. I was trying to hire a publicist because I feel like I got a lot of a lot of things that are in the pipeline that are going to be really really popping really big. Some of those things have already happened and they've already you know been on the news. You know, you've seen it on the you know, Instagrams or the Twitters or whatever. We'll see if we get this whammy. Shout out to the whammies. I'm such a bad nominee. I still ain't put up my finalist picture. That's all right. I'm gonna get to it. Um, hire the publicist, right? I was trying to hire a publicist, and I was like, "Yo, I, all I need you to do." I feel weird going up to these publications and be like, hey, can you put me in? <laughs> All I need you to do is just make the ask. And yeah. she said, you ain't popping enough. And I'm like, uh, bitch, <laughs> nobody uh, asked you your opinion. <laughs> I just need you to go ask the questions. So uh, what I'm going to start doing, I'm just going to ask people just straight up. So 80 Shots, I would I would like to be featured in Ochenta. Is that the name of it? Yeah. Okay, you know I'm bad with names. Yeah. Uh, I like to I like to be featured um, with clothes on, if possible, because I'm not a very in shape person. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about it. What's up, B? What's up, man? Good morning, Empress. Good morning. How are we doing? Good morning. Uh, okay, I need some topics, sweetheart. I don't know. Oh, let me just give a final statement because I feel like this week has been very centric on the monarchy. I want to be clear. I don't give a fuck about the British monarchy, but I do care. I do care that one of our own voices is being suppressed, even if she doesn't claim herself to be black. Her mama black. She yeah, black. Right. Her mama got locks, came to Buckingham Palace with locks on. Right. She black, right? So even if she... Uh, oh, Beast 80 said, I was already in the plans. Hey! Mm-hmm. Um, even if even if Meghan Markle never says a day in her life, I'm a black woman under distress, and these white folks are fucking with me, my ancestors and me are listening. When Meghan Markle speaks, oh, this is something I found out when I was just researching this morning. I don't know, some of y'all might not be old enough, but do y'all remember Nick News? You remember Nickelodeon News? Of course, yeah. She was an anchor person. Was it Linda Ellerby? Yeah! <laughs> she was one of the kid anchor people. Wait, really? Meghan Markle was one of the kid anchor people from Nick News. Wow. And then I realized me and her, like, we could have went, we could have been in the same high school class. Like, we all... Yeah. So it's not necessarily there's a it's, it's like oh the blackness in me you know what I'm saying it's like oh I gotta I gotta come get on behalf of Harriet Tubman that's not how I feel <laughs> that's not how I feel Fanny Lou Hamer say go get her that's not how I feel but what I do feel is there is a black woman whose voice is being suppressed who's part of this uh, overtly systemic racial racist uh, colonizing institution. And she's being faced, and her black child is being faced with subjugation and oppression, right? If that was Lil Blue, little niggas would, niggas would be upset with an attitude. So we need to have the same energy. Again, I don't feel like it's a, it's a black thing, right? I feel like it's a, damn, this bitch is in distress. <laughs> this bitch is in distress. And the only hero she has right now is Tyler Perry? Come on, niggas, we can do better. Yeah. <laughs> we can do it. No shade to Tyler Perry, though. Shout out to Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry should, do, should be the new Mario, right? Say the princess. Mario. Yeah. Not the singer Mario. Okay. Mario and Luigi okay. Mario. Okay. Like, <laughs> he Mario? could never. <laughs> there will only be one Mario. Okay. <laughs> he could never. 
That's a good point, too. What's up? Janelle said, but also she didn't know. <sighs> <laughs> right. You know, we don't like to talk negative about black women on this show. <laughs> we don't like to talk. I mean, a quick Google search would have helped you out, but. You know. Uh, Janelle says, I support her, but ma'am. It, <laughs> now, that's the black in me is like, hey. all right, all right, Meg. <laughs> I feel for you and everything, but uh, you got to set up some safe black spaces, which is why she went to Tyler Perry land. That makes sense. I get it. Truck says this. Nah, she didn't know. She didn't know. Ain't she American? I was about to say. <laughs> what you mean? I feel like she didn't understand the nuances. She said she didn't do the research and was really green. That's what Truck says. Uh, Honey's Girls Upset says, I'm sure they were both naive about it. That's her privilege. I mean, okay. I guess, had had what's her husband's name? Hurry? Yeah. Had Hurry brought black, home girls, black, black girls home before? I doubt. I highly doubt that. <laughs> I don't think so. You know in that part in Get Out, it's at the beginning of the movie where uh, uh, Daniel Kaluuya, wow, what a career. Mm-hmm. Well, Daniel Kaluuya asked the white girls, he's like, do your parents know? And she's like, know what? Like, know if I'm black. And she says, should they know? Bitch, yes! <laughs> yes! I feel like it's one of those situations. Harry, now what I am seeing, though, I did see that Harry is, I've seen, oh, Here's a tweet that, that I love, though. I'm seeing that, like, uh, it's a picture of Harry and Meghan together, and it's my favorite, one of my favorite uh, Twitter demographics. I call it the um, men ain't shit uh, Twitter. Okay. They, like, we see Harry left the whole kingdom for his girl, but some of y'all niggas can't stop and liking these Instagram models' pictures. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Gave up the whole kingdom. This man was born into royalty. Gave it up. <laughs> Still walked away. Gave it up. Yeah. Gave it up. So, I mean, again, I'll, just to put a button on it, I'm not very interested. I'm not very interested in, in the monarchy situation. I am very interested in the liberation of this black voice to make sure that these future black bodies can be born freely and seek uh, liberation and independence amongst themselves. Fuck the royal family. It'd always be fuck the royal family. I never fucked with the queen. We said on Tuesday, I did a sample size. Black folks don't fuck with the queen. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ask a Jamaican if he fuck with the queen. What? No. Uh, ask some Canadians if they fuck with the Queen. The who? No. We fuck with Drake. Anyway, we got some comments. Uh, scroll up, uh, 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 little sweetheart. <laughs> Keep going. We got a long comment. Okay. Um, I'm a poor. <laughs> a poor. <laughs> Who's not even see that? <laughs> I'm a poor and I researched the fuck out of Trevor. <laughs> not a poor. Get the fuck out of here, Janelle. <laughs> um, Ashley? Yeah. Not Jess. Right. Where the fuck we get Jess from? I think there was another. Was there a Jess I there? Maybe. I hope. Sorry. Ashley <laughs> says, like, if you marry white, you like, eh, it might be some shit, but when you see it all, you like, damn. True. Yeah. True. Uh, True. That's a good point. Uh, Rochelle says, I don't know how she didn't know, except that she might have thought it was her lightness would get through. British and specifically the monarchy uh, are at best are the architects of white supremacy and global colonization, right? 
Truck said, why do I feel like Truck watched the whole interview? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I know a lot of my male friends didn't watch it, uh, but I felt like Truck was right there. We were like, ooh. <laughs> what a pint of ice cream. Um, she actually said this in the interview. Honey's girl. So good to have you back. Um, they probably assumed that she looked white so it wouldn't be an issue. Mm-hmm. Mm. She tried to light skin her way out of it. Mm-hmm. See? See? How Meg is like my age, right? So, I wonder, you know, not, I don't want to talk too negative on her because she's had a very interesting week. But it is a, there is a point there of like, if she has been surrounded with success her entire life and has used her light-skinnedness, maybe not even intentionally, but her light-skinnedness has advantaged her in certain situations. You think this is the first time Meghan Markle is feeling like for real racism? Probably so. Yeah. I have a uh, best friend in the world. Hand dog. Um, I don't know if I should tell the story. She don't even watch the show, but she'll be all right. Uh, Hand Dog is a black girl who was adopted as an infant by two white parents. Yep. Um, I remember the day in which I, I remember the day in which I saw her recognize, I don't think she would have called it racism, but something wrong, something different was about her. It was senior year in high school. I remember the look on her face. It was a very specific thing happened, and she looked. She was looking around like, "Is this? Is this happening to me?" Yeah. Why? I thought I was. You're not. I thought my skin tone would. It won't. I thought my parents might. They won't. It's a sad day. I, I mean, for you and I. Two dark-skinned cats. I'm not going to scroll to see the comments yet. Two dark-skinned cats. I feel like our race was made apparent to us very soon, very quickly. I'm looking at you. No? See, it's interesting because it's like it went backwards. So, like, my early years, I went to... Let's call them integrated schools. Oh, integration. Come on. <laughs> yeah, like when I was in kindergarten, I remember my classmates being Indian, Egyptian. Like, they were, the white kids were the minorities in the class. So, like, I did Right, right. right. It, it Why y'all got no color? <laughs> <laughs> go right. ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't until I got to fourth, fifth, sixth, and on up, then I was like, wait a minute, I'm black. Right, so, yeah. <laughs> I still consider that relatively early. Okay. Please remember that we're talking about race right now. Yeah. I was actually reading some comments on the Twitter this morning. It's very heartbreaking when you run across these things, but like it was a question that was directed to women, and it was like, How old were you when you first noticed that men were giving you attention? Yeah. And I'm seeing ages like seven, yeah. 10, 14. Uh, I bring that up to like, I bring that up to, you know, I think that my homegirl who experienced this thing at 17, I think that was later in life. Now to think about Meghan Markle, who might have been, who might have been, you know, I say padded with success, but I feel like that's what isn't kind of that what we want 
to be successful regardless of our skin tone. Although for her it was light, so maybe she got maybe she got away with eluding oppression not through freedom but just through preference. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. And maybe this is the first time in her life where her success is minimized by a system that is bigger and more racist than her. Yeah. Ooh. Hmm. Ooh, that's and when you put it in that context, when I remember when I remember my first time feeling like blackness this black thing was hurting me, like it was like I was being raced, I was being the object of racism, the object of oppression. It was just one of the most sad days of my life. I still remember I was sitting in my tub, sitting in my tub, half water, half bleach, scrubbing myself down because the white boys at schools told me I could get rid of this black thing. Mama stopped me when she saw me. I was bleeding in the tub. Mm. When you put that context, and I was like seven. I wasn't mature enough to really to really uh, encompass the world of emotions. Now, if I would have, if that same thing, if that same feeling were to happen to me when I was thirty, I see the suicidal thoughts. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And it's crazy how there's some. It's crazy when I was researching Black British news this morning to show you this to show you this one clip. It's crazy the amount of people who think that she's just making this shit up. Really? Yeah. What is it? Apparently, twenty minutes before the show, uh, she she put in a a formal a, a complaint to it the ITV, which is the host of Good Morning Britain, which is where Piers Morgan is. Right? Mm-hmm. She put in a formal request. So many of the comments towards her towards her complaint were like pathetic. She's weak. She making this shit up. She wasn't suicidal. This shit ain't racist. What? And I'm just sitting. There, I'm sitting there thinking like, how could you hear? what she said and then not believe it then I forget you know men ain't shit we don't listen to women we don't listen to black women and how are you going to speak for her experience but here I am here I am just thinking about just extrapolating my situation at 7 to her when she's like 32 31, 32, 33 something around there yeah I can I only imagine suicidal thoughts off the, off the bat what that's that's assuming that you know maybe this might have been her first racial encounter. All right, keep scrolling, sweetheart. We got some more. We got some more comments. Um, Truck says, but he couldn't have been that blind to the environment of his family. <sighs> Let's stop there, because I think I make this point a lot. Like, you know, your nose is like right under your eyes, and you look at it all the time, yeah. but you don't see that motherfucker. She's thirty nine. She's thirty nine. Yeah. She's still having babies? Right. Is that a myth they're telling us? Right. They say after 35 is high risk. It's considered, uh, what's it called? Geriatric? Yeah, geriatric. Is that the 35? I thought it was younger. Mm-mm. You the woman. You could tell me better. I'm sorry. It's 35. Um, I wonder if that's a myth. And I'm saying that thinking about how men have operated through history to tell women lies and get them to do things and manipulate their behavior. Mm. 
I don't know though. So let me. I'm not. I'm not spouting facts. I'm just. I'm just there inquiring. Are, you know, there are a few anomalies of like women being in their 60s or something crazy like that, 60s, 70s. But like I said, they're anomalies. But my aunt, I think she was definitely in her late 30s, early 40s when she gave birth to my younger cousin. How's your younger cousin? He's 14, about to be 15 this year. How old is she? Is there, is there anything abnormal about your cousin? He's a regular preteen, early teen, you know, plays video games. Interesting. Kid. <laughs> Interesting. So I say I ought to say that, like, my tongue's starting to hurt. Oh, yeah. I switch the thing over. My battery about to die, y'all. Uh, hold on. Let me get to the promo stage. Do, 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 do. There we go. <laughs> um, okay. So, no, I'm not surprised that a white man didn't see his privilege. That makes sense. All right, let's keep going. Uh, uh, it's I'm, Janelle says she's more so shocked uh, that she didn't know. I think Harry thought his family would go as far as this, but also white people go white, so, right? Strawberry Kai, good morning, man. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Wake and Bake, we can be more, yeah. Um, but also, she's not the first black royal. Oh, tell me more. Huh. And Truck said he did watch the whole interview. I told you. <laughs> if anybody liked the drama more than me, it's the big dog. <laughs> I love it. Um, Janelle said, and that's the other thing. Baby girl, you're black. You're trying to hide it. It don't sit well with me. We could talk. Mm. It's interesting. Um, Honey's girl. Starting to get my list back because my fucking tongue hurt. I think they mean her light-skinned privilege specifically. Uh Uh-oh. Malik says, light-skinned privilege doesn't exist to white people. What? I, I've, I've heard that too. Like, they just consider you as black. Like, if you're black, you're black. I don't know. I think I if think, you, I think if you light skin, you cute. Well, I mean, they probably, they probably consider you cute, cuter or whatever, but like, they still see you as black. Really? Say it again. Yeah, I'd say white people. <laughs> What's up? Your volume and energy changed as soon as you got back on the mic. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, white people see all black people as black. Ooh, Jack just joined. Jack, let me ask you a question. He's the only white boy I really know. Okay. Jack, when you see a light-skinned person, do you think black or do you think, damn, that's a light-skinned dude? We'll get back to you. Um, Money can get you around that age limit. Really? So only poor women can't have old babies? <laughs> what? I'd like to see a study done. Hold on, go back up. Really? Jack says, I think black. Right, exactly. Wow. We're the only ones, the only ones that classify, like, <laughs> you could turn this. What's up? Oh, my back, y'all. We back, uh, fresh batteries. 
Um, but yeah, you know, you my sample size, Jack. So now I think all white people think that way. <laughs> no, I'm playing. I know two other white folks. I asked them later. Um, women are having healthy babies at 40. So I'm, I said a lot of things that I said. I didn't read no comments. Where did you stop? Oh, I missed a lot of good comments. I went off on a, um, <laughs> I went off on a tangent that people must have been fucking with me. Okay, I stopped okay. where De- I stopped where Detroit Rivers came in. Okay. What's up, Jordan? What's up, man? If you still there, good morning. Okay, here we go. Light skin privilege doesn't exist to white people. That's right. what Malik says. Okay. okay, we talked about that. Okay. There's a seven video series on YouTube about a white family who chose to pass as white and how it impacted generations and generations after. Wow, I have a book up here called. Uh, the autobiography of an ex-colored man, in which is it talks about this passing black dude, and at the end of the book, he goes white. Oh well, wow. <laughs> it, it says it right on the title, ex-colored. Mm-hmm. Um, Blake says that the light skin shit is some inner community shit. I might agree with you, but also something I want to talk about next week is there's been this conv- conversation bubbling about uh, if if black folks are cute or if we only cute because we mimic Eurocentric behaviors uh, in which that skin tone shit would definitely fall in line there. I definitely think skin tone has something to do with how people are treated. That's not, I think that's beyond, um, that's beyond American race. I think that's just how people work on a race color skin scale. The dark skin people treated a certain way. And then as you get lighter, the lighter skin people are treated a certain way. It may not be like, oh, this white boy thinks that you are different because you light skinned, but I think there might be some implicit bias on beauty standards or acceptability or professionalism, as somebody said before. I think that's definitely a thing. I'd love to remember that conversation series I was series I was planning at the beginning of the pandemic a year ago. Yeah. I, that'd be one of the conversations I'd love to have. I'd love to have a higher nuanced conversation about the relationship between the dark skin and the light skin community and the black community because like it's one thing to say we got to eliminate colorism but I feel like that I feel like that paints a brush over the pain and the conversation and the healing that needs to happen over um about colorism as a dark skin man man colorism is real baby sorry uh honey's girl I don't think it was the first time she realized she was black but it might have been the first time she dealt with some blatant racism boom y'all remember my rib story uh, Janelle then says it was wild that people think they're exempt from racism because they're light. Hmm. Honey's girl, I think white people subscribe to colorism on a subconscious level. They find lighter skin safer, even if they still hate black people in general. Uh, let's, see, that's, that's what I, that's what I yeah. think. That's what I I'm thinking too. Keep scrolling. Keep scrolling. Uh, Rochelle says growing up in England with some assimilating respectability politics, loving Negroes. I didn't feel the full weight of my blackness until grad school at HU. I like you to, I'd like you to talk more on that Rochelle. Let's see if she does. Um, keep going. We got some reactions to that. Um, uh, I think people are reacting to what I'm talking about. Women are having healthy babies at 40s. I do, I do want to investigate this myth. Because that is, I mean, I don't know if it's a myth. It could be a fact. I don't know. BMO don't nothing, don't know nothing about birth of no babies. <laughs> and y'all know I'm scared of infants. Get them out of here. Get them out of here. I bangs with Saint though. Why? Because he could do the two-hand sip. That's why I bangs with Saint. Okay. And he clean up his own toys. Okay. 
Keep strolling. Uh, menopause is the real determinant for stopping women from giving birth. Uh, Michael, what's up, man? Sam, good morning. Uh, it's not on the same level as one of us, but palpable. Although I think white people, this is Lou, although I think white people had to accept black, they'd be more open to giving light a pass. Not in the royal family, though. <laughs> Still, nigga. Very true. <laughs> Very true. I mean, that's the OG racism right there. I mean, come on, man. What we got? Um, Hunter's Girls uh, agrees with that. I think what most forward-thinking people would assume. Is that it? Is that all the comments? Yeah. All right, for sure. Well, she just commented. Mm. I, oh, Rochelle's com- coming back. I thought racism wasn't an American thing. They don't teach black history in British school, and my family uh, were our middle class, came to the U.S. with British accents, and there was a level of safety. Rochelle, you were in it? <laughs> I would like to say thank you for joining, right? I'm so glad that you came because I've been talking about the Black British experience since I watched Small Acts by Steve McQueen. Thank you, Steve McQueen, for introducing that intellectual thought into my into my uh, 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 mental chasm. I don't know why I went there, but it went there. Uh, I think white people felt safe around us. H.U. was my first and realist education. Lauren says, most of my friends now were having their first kids in their 30s and second, um, in their 30s, 40s, depending on their lifestyle. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Life, kids and, having kids and lifestyle just makes me giggle because um, I'm going to have to, oh, you got to make plans, you know what I mean? What's up, John? What's up, Marcus? Oh, I listened to the whole park podcast, Marcus. What'd you think, Lady of the House? Oh yeah. We listen to the lady. Give him the live feedback. Was, I feel like there's a lot of pressure now. It was great. No, nah, it was really good. Yeah, it was, it was really good. It was really good. The uh, the conversation was engaging. I loved the guest. Um, we do got to work on um, little audio things. Got to put some intro things in there, some framers and stuff. But man, I'm telling y'all, the Marcus Bachelor right here on the Bridge Podcast Network. This is when the airplane went fly by. The Bridge. Uh, right here on the Bridge Podcast Network. Make sure y'all watch out for the uh, What's Next with Marcus Bachelor. Side note, my mom had one at 20, one at 30, and one at 40. It happens. That's lifestyle, baby. Your mom was like, I got to get it popping. Oh, fuck it. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> taking my goddamn time <laughs> I mean at that point you got help yeah 10 man man you be alright you got 10 years all to yourself you be straight what and then 20 and 10 I don't even gotta do nothing <laughs> I don't gotta do shit your mom's a smart lady smart smart yeah. lady um who are we talking about Besides Marcus Bachelor, making sure y'all listen to the Bridge Podcast Network. Are we wrapping up the, I guess, the Megan situation? I'm done talking about the princess, man. Okay. I'm done. Tyler Perry saved her. <laughs> she in Castle Day. She in Atlanta. <laughs> I 
I don't know why that made me. Fun. I don't know why that was so funny to me. <laughs> Tyler Perry saved the princess and took her to Atlanta. <laughs> is it, is um, is Atlanta not the promised land? I mean, <laughs> I mean, why are we still here? <laughs> why are all of us not in Atlanta right now? We can't all fit in Atlanta. Why we can't? (laughs) Why we can't? Why we can't all fit in Atlanta? (laughs) That's hilarious. I don't know, man. That imagery made me made me really laugh. (laughs) Come on, girl. I got a place for you. Where we gonna go, Tyler Perry? (laughs) I got a place where it's gonna be popping and nobody ever finds you, huh? Yeah, you going to Atlanta? Oh shit! Oh wow. What's up? Oh, Marcus said his mom had him at nearly 37. She set herself up. Yeah, she set herself up for the long joint, but she had a good 36 <laughs> years of, of pumping it through, baby. <laughs> Solid 36. 36 ain't bad. How old am I? About to be 32. Wow. Yo, the pandemic anniversary is coming up on the 15th. That's in four days. Mm-hmm. Is that Tuesday? Monday? Wait. Yeah. Mm. I could drop a tear right now. What are you feeling? Oh, what a year. <laughs> mm. I remember... On March 15th, at one time, I had six gigs lined up for the future. Six individual gigs. Hosting gigs, podcasting gigs, all paid opportunities. And I remember thinking on March 11th, damn, I've made it. (laughs) I got six checks coming in the next eight weeks. Wow. (laughs) Um, Yes, I want to see Titus's new joint. I hope I hope you don't mean his girl though. That would be weird. <laughs> um I remember uh on the fifteenth I got emails and calls and all six of those opportunities had just been snatched away from me it's so fast, so quick. And I remember sitting in the living room and being like, Oh Lord. <laughs> you know that one picture with the dude who's smoking and he like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember sitting in the living room like, Oh my God, what is we gonna do? And, um, and, uh, oh, yo, DM that joint to me, Tim. Definitely DM that joint to me. Um, and I remember just being so scared and applying for grants and different opportunities and emergency funding. And then eventually that would come in and eventually we would start the show and the show would lead to other opportunities and creating, working with creative theory, which would lead to more checks, which would lead to more opportunities for us to make more passive income, yada, yada, yada. Um, and with the shit, we get a stimulus check, which is crazy. Make sure y'all check y'all account, baby. Um, yeah, make sure you check out that source from Q2. Um Oh yeah, we still gotta do the DC, the DC uh uh 
Y'all niggas don't. You know what I should start doing? I'm going to interrupt my previous thought with another thought. <laughs> I should start, I should start like, I've always thought about having like a completely different Instagram page of like the things that I really wanted to do, but couldn't. But like things I really had plans for, like the New Year's Eve show. That shit was going to be huge. Um, But then circumstances happened that couldn't happen. There have been so many plans like that that have happened. I just want to put my failed plans up, like 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 bad blueprints, if you will. That's a good name. I'll write that down. Let's write that down. Why? Because black mid matters. What's the burning question for the roach, sweetheart? What? Um, okay, so I guess given everything that happened last year and within the past 365 days or so, what would you rate this year? What would you rate your experience? It doesn't have to be like... Like one to ten. Yeah. Give it a good old fashioned, good old fashioned BMO rating. Yeah, give it a review. Give it a review? Yeah. Give the last 365 a review? Yeah. Are we still, are we still in quarantine? No. Oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) The governor opened that shit up. (coughs) Governor Hogan opened that shit up. 50% capacity, all that shit open. I would not be surprised if you see the movie theater open up soon. And which I'll be honest with you, sweetheart. I'll be there. I know. You can look at me all you want to. I take I take some tests. Uh, but I'm going to the movies. My little punk ass, I mean, my little punk ass TV and this little punk ass speaker ain't getting it. It ain't doing it for me. It ain't doing it for me. My phone there, it's all bright in here. I get to thinking about work. Anyway, last 365, give it a um. Give it a give it a review. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, That's okay. Hmm. I remember when we were first moving to Mississippi, there was this house that my mom was going to buy. It was actually around the corner from the house that we would eventually buy. And I remember this joint was beautiful, like four-story, three garage, columns, you know what I mean? Gorgeous, like historic home, Mm -hmm. brick and fucking, uh, uh, had a separate, like had a guest house to it, if you will. Um... Oh, what are they called? Um, what the big, what the big white trees called in Mississippi? Uh, magnolias. Magnolias, big magnolias in the front. When I'm talking about like storybook, Southern home, this was it. Oh wow! Uh, and it was going for like you know a, a moderate price. I don't remember the price homes. My mom being like, "Oh, it's in the middle of the budget. It ain't too cheap. It ain't cheap. It ain't expensive. Like we're gonna fuck with it." So, like, they went through the whole process of 
securing that house and trying to get it. And then they had like an inspector come through and the inspector said that the house had a faulty foundation. What? <laughs> <laughs> he said that you could live in a house for 25, 30 years. It'll be cool. But like eventually the house will slant. Eventually the house will like like just eventually disintegrate because it was either built on or nobody fixed its foundation. And in order to fix the house, you essentially have to pick up the house, yeah. fix the foundation of the house and then pick the, put the house back down. Yeah. But this ain't the sim. So like it takes, <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot of effort to do that. Yeah. Um, but that process, mm -hmm. that's how I feel about the last 365. You had to fix the foundation. Pick up the house. Mm -hmm. The house is beautifully built. The house is great. Mm -hmm. But there was still something on the foundation that was faulty. And the last 365 has forced me to expand expectations. Okay. Um, expand boundaries. Mm -hmm. uh, allow my imagination to continue to, uh, to grow. Intentionalize. Um. Uh, intentionalizing expansion. Yeah. There was a time 365 where I said a second ago, I felt like, woo, I'm getting it. I got these six checks coming, boy, I'm getting it. <laughs> Remind me, be honest with the people, 365 years ago, was I paying rent? No. Talking about I'm getting it. Wake me with me more, yeah. Talk about I'm getting it, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> All right. We'll see y'all on two. We want to thank y'all for coming. As usual, I don't think the show would be possible if y'all niggas was watching the show part. Me and the lady in the house will still be talking. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but yeah, we, we really appreciate y'all watching. Um, you know, the world's opening back up. I would like to see y'all in person. Like, I really, I'm going to talk to Jamin and see if we can have a Wake and Bake with, Wake and Bake with BMO live soon in the situation. He had a, uh, he had the, the opening for Coming to America. We talked about Coming to America on Tuesday. I'm, actually, today I'm going to drop... Um, Today I'm going to drop a, uh, a IGTV about my review on Coming to America. So look out for that. <clears throat> um, share that with the people. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend. Drop a voice memo to your friend and tell them, Oh, wait, you make me be more. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, 